Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Candles and Shadows podcast. I am your host, Ada. Today's episode is a very exciting one for me because I had the chance to interview a dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Her name is Chinonso Chi Okehi, and she is a successful New York City Wall Street banker who in 2017 made the bold decision to leverage her sharp business skills into her passion for tea with the foundation of Chicksotic Tea. Her mission is keenly focused on environmental sustainability and the ethical sourcing of tea from Kenya with a strong commitment to empowering African women tea farmers. In my interview with Chi, she graciously shares her journey on starting her business from scratch and going from losing money during the pandemic and almost shutting down her business to now having a thriving and booming business with constant orders from customers all over the world. As a Nigerian immigrant that arrived in America at the age of 13, her story is both enriching and incredibly inspiring. So with that, I'm happy to present to you my interview with Chi. Okay, so I'm so excited today to welcome a very dear friend of mine, Chinonso Okehi. And she is the founder and creator of Chicksotic Tea. Welcome, Chinonso. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course, of course. She is otherwise known as the Purple Tea Master. She is Nigerian-American and moved from her native home in Nigeria to the United States at the age of 13. She graduated from the University of Notre Dame in Maryland with a Bachelor's of Arts in Accounting and Management and then went on to obtain her MBA in General Business Management. While she has built a successful career in investment banking, Chinonso, otherwise known as Chi, has always had an affinity for exotic and authentic tea coupled with a desire to make a positive impact on the lives of African tea farmers, many of whom are women with limited opportunities for attaining financial stability. In 2017, Chi embarked on a trip to Kenya, one of the top tea producing countries in the world. The experience and relationship she built with Kenyan tea farmers opened the gateway to launch Chicksotic with a mission to provide premium, authentic, and exotic tea while supporting and empowering African farmers. It is such an honor to welcome you, Chi, today to the Candles and Shadows podcast. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you, Ada, for be, for having me. I'm I'm excited. It's always a pleasure talking to you. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about my business and um, and everything else you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, we just to give the listeners a little bit of context. Uh, Chi and I go way back. We go back to. Yes. 
2016. Yeah. Um, we met on Wall Street. We were both working there at the time. Well, she still works there. I'm now in Germany, as my listeners know. And, um, you know, we instantly clicked. We became really great friends. We just had that good, you know, that energy yeah. that just synced somehow. We just understood each other. And um, we well, stayed in the time. best thing I have to say from my experience on Wall Street was, you know, th this friendship was one of yes. the best things that came out of it for me. Because we all know how Likewise. Wall Street is. Like, like <laughs> dog eat dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we're going to definitely, you and I are going to definitely um, do an episode where we'll talk yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, it's an episode on its own. Yes, definitely. Talk, give, give the listeners a little bit more insight into what really goes on behind yeah. the scenes uh, on Wall Street. But um, yeah, definitely. I, I feel the same way. Um, Wall Street is definitely a dog-eat-dog a, a -dog place. And... To meet someone that was so genuine and down to earth and friendly um, was just so, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a dream. I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real. This girl can't be real. Um, and I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that um, even though I'm now living in Germany, living overseas, that um, you and I have managed to remain in Face very connected. close touch. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also, I was so excited when you contacted me back in, I believe, yeah, it was 2017 when you told me about your oh, idea yes. to start your tea business. Yes. And I remember thinking like, wow, like that sounds like a really good idea, you know? And I remember you were very supportive and, you know, I always like bounced ideas off of you and, you know, you always came back with like, you, you, you gave me so much of your creativity and that was, you know, because, you know, when you're starting something, it's, it's like, you're kind of nervous about sharing it with people because first you don't know what their opinion about it is going to be a second you're like oh well what if this doesn't go well now it's like i shouldn't have said something exactly i know what you mean and yeah i just i i think i was what i was most impressed with was you had a vision you had you had a, you were already talking about you know getting in contact mm -hmm. with farmers in kenya and you know, talking about, uh, I think it was, what's it called? Sustainable, um, sustainable farming or, yes. you know, basically doing it in a, working with people. Fair um, trade certified. Yes. Exactly. Sustainability mm. and organic of, of farming. Yes. And yeah, small scale farmers mm -hmm. um, supporting the local community, local African yes. community. And that really impressed me. In addition, of course, to the fact that even just the creativity around the packaging mm. and the yes. look and the style and the colors and the, yes. you know, just the, the really interesting creative twists that you put on, mm -hmm. on the marketing, I just thought was very impressive as well. Thank yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. So when you, and I think at that time you also sent me your business plan yeah. And yeah, I, I took a look at it and I was like, wow, this is a really, <laughs> I thought I knew how to put together <laughs> this plan, 
<laughs> before either like i was just going online studying yeah. like how to start a business you know i was going to the library i mean it's not like i had anyone i didn't really have guidance or i didn't have friends or it's not like anybody in my family was really interested in tea much or so i was kind of i didn't really have any anyone that i could they could sponsor or coach me. So I was, I was learning as I went. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's also very impressive. And I'm, we're going to definitely get into more of that mm -hmm. um, during the course of the interview. But I, I really, your story is so inspirational. And I, that's, I mean, in addition to you, of course, being a very close friend of mine, I think I think your story is is something that other women out there need to hear um, because perhaps there are other women out there that are thinking about, you know, mm -hmm. embarking on an entrepreneurial venture, mm -hmm. a business idea or, or, or a thing of that nature. And they're scared. They're terrified. Yeah. They're like, I've never done this before. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to contact. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. market myself. I don't know anything. Right. Uh -huh. And you are a perfect example of someone who basically had to start from zero, start from yeah. scratch and figure yeah. it out as you went along. And you've taken a lot of really impressive steps to do so. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into what that process has been like. And yes. I'm sure you can give our listeners some tips on uh, how they can be successful if they're choosing to follow in the same path that you're on right now. So good. Okay. All right. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. Yes, okay. So so let's let's rewind. Let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about you, your background. Could you share with the audience a little bit more about your upbringing, where in Nigeria sure. you were born, um, your early childhood, and then what it was like mm -hmm. once you then moved to the U.S.? Yes, sure. So I was born in Enugu, Nigeria, which is in the eastern part of Nigeria with Igbos. Um, I grew up with my sisters, uh, and mainly my sisters, nannies and relatives for the most part. Um, and I think you already know this, but my parents were actually based in the U.S. Um, they would visit us every year, but um, I, I was really with my sisters and, and relatives for the most part until I was 13. Uh, my sisters and I eventually and excitedly moved to the U.S., um, which was quite a transition. I was just entering my teen, my teen years. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it just, it didn't take long to realize, like, it, I mean, living in Nigeria, it was like, okay, everybody wants to go to America. It was like a fairy tale. And then you get there and, like... It didn't. It, it wasn't the fairy tale that I thought it was in Nigeria. Like I felt mm. so homesick. Once the mm -hmm. excitement died down, um, yeah, you know, I missed my friends in Nigeria. I wanted to go back, but you know, ultimately, I'm happy that I came. And you know, like it was the first time that I was. I felt like I would live with my family for you know, like my parents and my sisters in one house. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine 13 is that critical. You're kind of getting mm -hmm. into your teens, as you said, and 
you have your at that age you're really close with your friends and you yes. want to just be with your friends and then yeah you're moving to a completely different country and uh, it wasn't easy like also like making new friends starting like I, I moved here and I started high school I had a thick accent and so it wasn't that easy making friends because most people couldn't really like understand me and even I couldn't really mm -hmm. understand because I thought like you know, Americans spoke too fast. So I felt a little isolated <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I, I really missed, like, my friends in Nigeria. Like, you know, going, going to each other's house, playing and doing all that. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. Um, so, yeah, I, I felt really homesick. But I had my sister, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can, I mean, I moved... I changed high schools when I was 15. I moved from New Jersey to Massachusetts, mm -hmm. but that was still within the United States. So granted it is a different state and you are, you know, leaving your friends and everything behind, but I can imagine that it was much more difficult with that, you know, like you said, the accent and the culture, just the culture. And yeah. that was, that additional and that's a pretty big deal when you're that age right mm -hmm. like right yeah because at that age you want to fit in you want to be yeah. like your friend high school you want to fit in, you fit fit in with, with your a peer cool group yeah. yeah yeah okay so then you finish high school you go to to college you mm -hmm. you finish your your master's so what happens after that so well after I mean, I, I, after school, I, um, joined Wall Street. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I feel like, it, I mean, I started working actually a little before I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. So my, my first thing was at Morgan Stanley, um, which I started a few months before I graduated. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, after three years, I, I decided the work was too boring. I, I couldn't handle the <laughs> politics, which you right. and I have talked about yeah. so many times. So yes. I quit, you know, I quit. And I, I didn't even tell, I didn't even tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell my, my parents that I was planning to quit. I just, like, told them one day that I had quit. And um, I was moving to New York. I was in Maryland mm -hmm. at this time. So I moved to New York without a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I just took on some temp jobs. I even dabbled into like promo modeling jobs, which was fun with perks, but it didn't really give me like much stability. So I reluctantly went back to working in the banking industry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, today I, I work as a business risk officer, managing risk and control programs for my organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I know we, the, the, the wall street has a way of once, once you, once they kind of get their teeth sunk, sunk into you, it's really hard to, to get away. Right. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it's an industry where to be honest, the pay is not bad, especially mm -hmm. if you are, in your early career, you mm -hmm. know, you're just kind of getting out of school and you're looking for a job. And it's also one of the few industries, which I think a lot of people don't know, that it's actually relatively 
flexible and open in the sense that you don't have to be a finance major to work on Wall Street. Like I wasn't a finance major. Mm -hmm. I had zero background in finance. Mm -hmm. I had just uh, dropped out of law school. And I was looking for work and I'd applied to like so many places. And like you, I had also moved to the area and I didn't have a job and I was looking and I did, I had done temp stuff as well. And, you know, the first company that would bring me on was a wall street company. It was a wall street firm. And I think that that's something that it kind of bring, it brings you in and then you're kind of stuck because it's like, when you want to apply for other jobs, it has to be kind of relevant to your previous exactly. job. Your previous experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if your yeah. previous experience is in banking, then your subsequent experience most yes. likely should be banking because yeah. it exactly. just makes sense. Yeah. Yes. No, that's and true. yeah, and the pay is, you know, again, not not bad. Something yeah. could be better in some in some right. places. Yeah. And and there's there's that stability that it, it does give you as in terms of I mean, obviously anybody can lose their job any day, but at least you know that your work starts from around eight thirty nine and it, it's supposed to end there five. Granted, you know, there are like long hours, but you kind of have that set schedule. Weekends you're off, you have your vacation days, you know, so at least that stability, um, some people desire that, you know, um, with my, when I, when I left Wall Street to go do my own thing, I didn't have a set schedule. So, and sometimes doing the promo modeling, while as much fun as it was, I could get a job for like maybe three days out of the week. And then the rest of the time, I don't have anything going on. So, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're living in New York and you know how expensive it is, like you kind of want something stable. But, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I know you, you at some point took a job at a company that placed you in the Philippines for oh, some yeah. time. Is that correct? Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that, that was actually one of the most um, memorable experiences in Wall Street. So I... I was working in tax um, and, you know, the tax is not a field that a lot of people like to be in. People think it's too complex, too boring. So I actually used that as an opportunity to hone my skills in, in, in tax area and I became a subject matter expert. And so I was asked to go to the Philippines to kind of help start up a new, um, a new office that a new office in the Philippines. So we outsourced some of the functions from New York and I went there to help hire and train new people. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up staying there for about a year and, and it was great. It was, it, was, it was an amazing experience. I got to travel all over Southeast Asia. Um, wow. I tried so many new things. I learned a little bit of the Tagalog, which is uh, the Filipino language. And even yeah. till today, uh, I, have, I have a lot of friends I consider myself like half Filipino because I'm so many <laughs> friends and yeah. I hope they don't oh, get offended. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. appropriate any culture. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that you you had that experience at such a, a young age. Um, because you were you were at that time um not too not too long. You hadn't been working on Wall Street that yeah. long when you, yeah. when you got that job. Yeah. In my yeah. mid-20s. Right, right. 
And so, okay, so you were there for about a year or so, and then you came back and then I think then you took another job, but we're not going to say names of companies, guys. <laughs> okay, if it's not that kind of podcast, if you're if you're hoping that we're going to name drop here, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we're not going to say. <laughs> if you want to know, you, you can do your research. <laughs> Companies shall remain anonymous on this oh. podcast, <laughs> but um, you took a you took it a you took a job at a company that will remain nameless. Um, the cream of the crop. It was <laughs> upstream. How about that? Go yeah, well, but, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. And um, yeah, so 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 I think it was when you um, the subsequent job that you had after you. Mm-hmm. Had been at the previous one that had brought you to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That was where I think in in the time frame that you were at at this next company. That's when I think the the the, yes. the, the your mindset around starting Chicksotic that really I think that's when things really started to take off. Am I right? Yeah. At that no, time? Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I had been working on Wall Street for. I not at least five years, you know, mm-hmm. so um, and, you know, you move from one company to the next, but that you start to realize it's kind of the same thing with, you know, the type of work, the type of like politics. And it was almost like I felt like I was kind of doing the same thing. You know, you wake up, you go to work and then after eight, nine, ten hours, you go home. You eat, right. you sleep, you wake up the next day and you do it you do it all over again. Um I, I and you know, I I wanted to do something more than just working in the bank. Let's just put it that way. I mm-hmm. I, I I I feel more fulfilled when I know that like I've done something to make a positive impact. And don't get me wrong, I know that I was making an impact in my job on Wall Street, but that impact was not enough for me, you know. I I mean, the, the impact that gives me the most fulfillment is when I know that I've made someone's life a little better than it was before I came in. So I was I was just thirsty and looking for more. And so, you mm-hmm. know, that's kind of how the idea of Chixotic came in because I, I, I mean, I love tea. I always grew up liking tea. And so I figured if I'm going to start a business where I'm actually, you know, like I, I, I would want to kind of utilize something that I enjoy so much and wanted to share it with the world, but at the same time, using it to make a positive impact. So that's kind of where, you know, the idea came in. And obviously I started to try to formulate how I was actually going to take it from ideas in my head to something like an actual business, something tangible, if that makes sense. (laughs) Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you would say to a certain extent that it's the, and I can relate to this having also worked on Wall Street, it's sort of, you're in this monotonous cycle of the same thing day after day, not really getting that, you're getting the fulfillment in the sense that you're building a career for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you're, you're, you're in, you know, you're progressing um, 
within your career. Yeah. In terms of responsibility, perhaps even salary. Right. Um, However, it doesn't quite give you that same inner satisfaction of feeling like you're making a real difference in, in, in the world or in other people's lives. And so that really played a, that played a major part in what pushed you to say, you know what, like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, and like you said, having grown up, having tea being a really big part of your life and being a big Mm -hmm. fan of tea as well, it kind of, it kind of just fit in with, with what would make sense for you to pursue as a business venture. It's something that is close to you. It's something that, you know, it's something Mm -hmm. that's part of your culture, your upbringing. And, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's really beautiful. That's really, yeah. really beautiful. Um, so you made a decision in 2017 that you're going to, um, to, to start Chicksotic. So what was the very first step? So if you can take us back to, okay, I remember you sent me the business plan. Mm-hmm. And then what were some of the initial steps that you had to take? Because some people may not know you know, if they're interested in starting a business similar to this, for example, they have no idea where do I start? What what are the right. first things I need to put in place in order for a business like this to 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 work? So I have to be honest, like I I mean, I thought that looking back now, there were so many things that I didn't even know before I started. I learned as I went. Um, but you know, obviously I did have some early preparation. So it's just the very first step was the research. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I got the idea of Chexotic, or uh, actually it, I wouldn't even say Chexotic because we didn't have a name at the time. I, I just knew that I wanted to, um, I guess to take it back, I loved tea and I found tea, I, you know, I started to research a lot more about tea and, you know, the health benefits of tea. And from there, it went into different types of tea, you know, you have, and, and, and where they originate. So you have, Afri- you have African tea, you have Japanese tea, you have Chinese tea. Um, I took a really strong liking in Japanese tea. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I just started to do a, lo- a, lot, a lot more research on tea. And then I learned about African tea and, you know, in all my research and studies and, you know, even when I would go buy tea, I always find that you see a lot of African, uh, Japanese or Chinese tea or English breakfast tea, but you don't see a lot of African tea. But then based on my research about how tea is grown, I learned that tea actually flourishes in African countries because of the climate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. So I started to look more into it and then I discovered that, hey, some of these tea that you that you see that it's called English tea, bre- English breakfast tea, they're actually African tea. And it's just rebranded. Yes, yes. Really? Oh, great tea is a combination of black tea from Kenya with other, you know, yes. A lot of black tea that you drink actually originate from Africa. Great tea, what? we know a lot of great tea is like, you know, from China or Japan, but a lot of black tea that you drink were actually grown in African countries. Wow. I did not know that. Yes. Um, So, you know, I I was like, oh, wow. 
I want to sell African tea, but I want to advertise it as an African tea because I want to give credit to where this tea actually originates. So, so that's how the idea came. Okay, I'm going to launch a tea brand and it, it's going to be exotic because I mean, African exotic tea. So where do I source this tea from? Obviously, being a Nigerian woman, I wanted to go with Nigeria. And, um, you know, I'm an African, I'm African, I'm a woman. And I also learned that African women grow like 70% 70, 70 of African food. Wow. But, but, but listen to this. Less than 20% of land is owned by women. So what? we see that African women grow 70% of African food, but they own less than 20% of the land. Why? They can't afford to buy the land. They do oh. all this work, but they're not paid well. So I was like, okay, wow. if I want to source tea, I want to put my money in their pocket. I want to empower women in Africa by giving them the financial stability. And so that's why I decided I'm going to source my tea from African countries. So... I wanted to go with Nigeria, but that was a little bit difficult um, because, you know, Nigeria is not like a major tea producing country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's only in certain parts of Nigeria that you can actually grow good tea. So I started looking mm -hmm. into Kenya and Kenya is like one of the top tea producing countries. So I was like, oh, wow, OK, I've got to go to Kenya. And so I took a trip there and um, went to see the different African tea farms. I started I, I took several trips to Kenya because I am not Kenyan and I didn't have any connections there. So yes, that was another thing, like actually yeah. booking a, a flight to go to Kenya, stay in a hotel and, and it's like trying to find my way. <laughs> but that's how I built connection and I got to meet some people and then I started to learn more about tea and purple tea, which is only grown in Kenya. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. More. But yeah, these are yeah. some of the preparations that like, you know, how I started. I kind of just for me, it was a journey, and, and the more I went on that journey, the more I learned, and then the more I learned about things that I needed to do to actually make it successful. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, that's quite a courageous move to fly there, to fly to Kenya, and to just try to find your way around in terms of getting in contact with suppliers and getting in contact with farmers. I mean, I Can think I a lot of stories on my own yes. first time that I went to Kenya. <laughs> oh, no, yes, wait. please do. I think, I think I may have said that told you. So <laughs> <laughs> got to the airport um, and obviously called an Uber to take me to my hotel and uh, the Uber broke down. I got in at night. The Uber broke down in the middle of the road. My phone was not working. I didn't have Wi-Fi. The driver actually left me in his Uber to go to, to walk to a gas station to get some help. And I, <laughs> so I, I was sitting in an Uber in the middle of the night. My God. With my bag. The guy is gone for like 30 minutes. I got out of the Uber. We took my bags, went to a gas station. I didn't, I, I looked for, I thought it was the same gas station he was at, but he wasn't. So I just Ooh. asked people to call people there to use their phone to call me another Uber uh -huh. and um, got into another Uber, then, then went to my hotel. That's, that's how I knew that when you book an Uber in, in Africa, you can't book the regular Uber. You got to book the black card, like the more expensive, because if you book the regular one, it might just be a hoopty that's going to drop to us. You got to get the expensive <laughs> card. 
Oh my God, you don't want to get a hoopty picking you up. Yeah. Oh but, my God. So I got to the hotel and then um, the next day I got a text from the initial Uber driver. And so he's like, oh, checking it to make sure, <laughs> make sure I got it safely. My God. Um, I know. And like, and I felt bad for him because, you know, like you have to think that this guy knew that his car wasn't in the greatest condition, but he yeah. needed to work. So, you know, I just asked him, I was like, yeah, I got in, you know, how's everything with the car? He's like, yeah, he got it fixed. And with Ubers in Africa, you kind of, you pay cash. Uh, well, mm -hmm. at that time, you paid cash. I don't know what it's like now. So um, I asked him if he could come so that I can pay him his money. You know, it yeah. wasn't that expensive. So he actually drove to yeah. the hotel. I paid Aww. him the money and he said, hey, when you're leaving, let me know if you need a ride. I was like, yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Sorry so, for the digress. I have anyway. to tell that story. We can get back down to the... the yes. <laughs> I actually don't know. I think... I don't know if you did tell me that, or maybe you did and I forgot, but yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, but um, so, okay. So what were some of the challenges that you encountered? Because you're in Kenya. Like you said, you, you don't know anyone you don't you don't have any family there it's not like maybe in nigeria where you especially if you're like in in mm -hmm. the southeast where you might have some family members in some states right. or whatever who you could reach out to like so yeah tell me about the unexpected challenges that you encountered and how you dealt with them and how you ultimately were able to find a supplier that you wanted yeah. to work with um for your business so, you know, my first trip was more like for exploring and I went there, I just went, went on tours to various tea farms. Um, I tried to, it was during that first trip that I actually learned about purple tea and I tried to get contacts and I just couldn't, like, I got a contact. Um, so one of the farms that I explored, I wanted to know, like, you know, who, who are the, who are the actual farmers? So I got like a business card. And when I got back to the U S I tried to get in touch and I just wasn't, it, it, I wasn't getting any response. And I may have even shared some of my frustration with you. Like I yeah. was basically, you know, going online, trying to find people in small scale farmers in Canada that I could work with. And I wasn't getting any like much beaten, much response. Even at, at one point, I contacted another, an American here that was selling Kenyan tea. And, you know, they wanted me to work with them. So essentially they would source the tea from Kenya and then I would buy it from them. And I entertained that because it was, it was easier. Like, you know, it was easier for me to just buy it, but then I have to think back to the, my purpose. I do want to make sure that my money is going directly to this small-scale farmer. So right. I, I kept contacting um, people and, and nobody would respond to me. So I actually now went on LinkedIn. And I, wow, you know, okay. I learned about this organization that actually sponsors a lot of small-scale farmers. So I went on LinkedIn. I emailed a bunch of people. And lo and behold, one person got back to me. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when they got back to me, they um, said, promised to put me in touch with the, the leads in that organization. Mm -hmm. And when I got in contact with them, they scheduled an appointment. They wanted to meet. 
I was like, oh, crap. Okay. That wow. means I got to go back to Kenya. <laughs> so I yeah. got an appointment. Uh, the appointment mm-hmm. was, thankfully, was like months. They, the appointment they gave me, I had some months to prepare. And that's when I started to like build a business plan because I knew I was going to meet this, uh, that, this organization. And I knew that for, for them to agree to work with me, I have to have a game plan. Mm-hmm. I, so I put together the business plan. I put together my, my um, I registered my business, you know, even though I didn't really know exactly what I was doing with this business. I just registered it. I got my logo. I got my, my tea packages, um, design. Wow. I, I did my research on tea and I, I, I just basically came up with a business plan of what I'm planning to do and the direction that, I'm, that I want to go with my, mm-hmm. my tea. And so I went, went back to Kenya. I met with them. I presented the plan and, and they loved it. And, you know, they, they wanted to work with me. I think they were more impressed with the fact that I was doing that. Like I wanted to work specifically with small scale farmers. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to work with organizations like farms that were fair trade certified. Those things were very important to me. And, you know, they hadn't really seen that much. They, the, peop- the other companies or the tea producers that, that want to work with them were really more on the profit base. And of, of course, I want to make money, mm. but there was, it was more, more than making money for me. I wanted to make a strong, I wanted to make an impact. Right, yeah. right. Oh, wow. So they were able to see that you were, you, what set you apart is that you were not so money driven. You were not so bottom line driven. It was more about the, the 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 dream that you had to actually um you know work directly with the with the farmers yes. and to make a make a difference make an impact fair trade sustainable yes. farming exactly okay wow and so okay so they decided they 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 want to work with you and so what happened what's the next step that comes after that so you decide okay we're going to work together Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they sent me a box load of samples. Okay. <laughs> so I went back to the yeah. U.S. and they, they, you know, I got like this big box of samples because, you know, for me to start trying the different teas they have and decide what, which tea I want to launch as my first tea. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, that was the, that was the next step. Um, I, I tried out all the samples. Um, and I actually, decided on the tea that I wanted to um, order, but I wanted to go back to see, like, in, in that first meeting with them, they couldn't take me to some of the tea, some of their major tea farms. Now, the tea that I decided that I wanted was at a farm that I didn't visit on my trip. So I wanted okay. to visit their farm uh-huh. that I would be sourcing my tea from. I wanted to meet the farmers and I wanted okay. to understand their process. So that was the next step. I once I selected the tea that I wanted and, you know, like we, we, um, I reached out to them. They, they told them I wanted to come see the farm. So we scheduled another appointment and this was like my third trip to Kenya where I went, <laughs> went to the farm and this was purple tea. So my first tea was purple tea. Purple tea is relatively new. I mean, it's very new. So I wanted to learn more about it because if I'm going to launch something, I want to know everything about it. I want to be able to, um, you know, be able to ask questions to my customers about it. So 
So yeah, after I decided I was going to launch property, I went back to the property farm and, and they taught me how to like, you know, how to, how they pick the teas and how to, how they actually roll the tea they, they took me through the end to end process. And mm -hmm. I was very impressed. I actually have videos of me trying to roll tea. I mean, yeah, I've it's seen, not, it's I've not seen an easy, that. it's not an easy task. And you know, these women yeah. are very, very strong. There were some men yeah. too, but you know, like the majority of tea pickers are women. So mm. I was, I was very impressed. And so after that trip, I, I purchased some on site that I was going to use to just send out like samples. Um, so that was like my first order. I went to Kenya and got some samples, like bigger samples that I was going to use to try, give, give to my friends and family before mm -hmm. making my full um, formal order from, from, mm -hmm. from Kenya. So yeah, that was the mm -hmm. first step. Came back, finalized my tea packages. Um, by the way, I had to, I didn't know that I was supposed to get a special license for handling food. So that was something that I learned oh. during the process. I had to take a class, get a uh -huh. food handling certification. Um, I found a food kitchen where I would, because I, I mean, I do everything my, myself. I package uh -huh. the tea myself. I, I, you know, like I sell it. Like when I, when I get an order, I'm the one that actually package that tea that goes to the customer. So I had to get like some certification for that. Got a food, uh, a kitchen, handling kitchen for packaging the tea. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just so much little things that you do along the way that, you know, you, you kind of learn as you go. I had to come up with a website, got someone to help me design a website. Um, and yeah, everything else, they, you know, it was just little things along the way that I, I just learned as I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is learning. It's learning as you go along. And mm -hmm. I think the part where, where you mentioned that you had to get the license for food handling, I think that's a, that's, that's a step that I think a lot of people would not even think about. They would not consider that because, you know, you, they think it's, tea, it's just tea, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's actually it's, like yeah. it's not restaurant food. But if you think about it, it is, um, it is classified in that way as a, it's it's something that people consume it's something yeah that you're selling to customers to yes exactly so it, it makes sense that you would need to get the appropriate licenses correct and, uh, um, to be able to do that and so is that license um or certification i should say is that um valid for a number of years do you have to renew it or is it for like a lifetime oh well, you you do have to renew it you know because okay. they yeah, so after, I, I, I believe I got mine in 20, I launched in 2018, so that's when I got it. Um, so I think about six years or, I have to check, usually they will let me know when it's due for me to renew it. And then mm -hmm. I will have to retake the, 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 not the course, but the exam to make sure oh. that, that I'm still, that I still know what's required. Obviously, like in handling food, there are certain precautions that you have to take. So they need to know that you are still aware of those precautions before they give you um, give you a new license, which I think is I really see. good. You know, I mean, if you're yeah. if you're selling to customers, like I want my customers to know that I am handling, I'm packaging these things, so I I, I want them to trust that I know what I'm doing and I'm handling exactly. the things in the right manner. 
Exactly. And that certification definitely makes people feel more secure, more comfortable, more secure about right. what, the, what they're consuming, what they're purchasing from you. Yeah. Right. Um, so my personal favorite tea is mm. the purple tea, the original, the number ah, one, that's the-, the number one purple tea. Um, and now you just released a, a newer version of it, which is the roasted purple yes. tea, which is also excellent. I ordered as soon as it came yes. out. Yes, <laughs> you did. As soon as it came out, I was like, girl, send me the link. I'm ordering yes. now. <laughs> right By now. the way, um, <laughs> you are my first ever international customer. And this is another thing that, oh. that people don't realize. Um when I even when I started selling, I I didn't even know like how to how to mail tea out to like other countries. So yeah, like you were my first international customer, and that was one thing I had to learn. Like, how do I send a good for sale, not a gift, to another country? But yeah, right. I just wanted to like right. put that out there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is available supported my business. Yes. Yes. So anyone out there that's interested in trying Chicksotic tea, she does do international orders. My order came swiftly, no issue, no delays, nothing. It was delivered in this beautiful, beautiful purple package. <laughs> I felt like it was Christmas. I couldn't wait to open it. I was so excited. Excellent, excellent product, I must say. And I've recommended it to friends of mine. I actually gave it as a Christmas gift to my father-in-law. Um, yeah, because I gave it. Did they like I it? I hope they did. They, they did. They, they're actually more. It, what's interesting is that they drink more of coffee, mm. but, I, but occasionally they do drink tea. So I was telling them, I was explaining to them, I gave them the beauty, the one that's. Um, beauty. That's the, uh, beauty, Black tea yes. With cinnamon. With, Black tea with cinnamon yeah. because my father-in-law loves cinnamon. He just mm. loves like with, on his desserts and everything. He loves cinnamon. So I, was, I told him, you know, that it has cinnamon in it. And if he's like, Ooh, he's like, Oh, I've never heard of black tea with cinnamon before. And he tried it with milk and he was like, Oh, it's so good. And it's so delicious. Oh, it's great. And he, he really, he I'm really, glad. Really and it. you know that I think the black tea with cinnamon is, you know, I launched purple tea first and it kind of took off and now it's like the favorite. Black tea with cinnamon is, is that tea that I feel like some people like sleep on until like they try it. It's like nobody, it's just kind of being quiet. It's quiet. And then people try and like, wow, I love it. Yeah. A little bit yeah. about that tea is actually a very, the, the black tea is, is a very rare special tea from Kenya that's that's now bl- blended with cinnamon so it's mm. it's not it it's on the stronger it's full-bodied but obviously the cinnamon gives it a more sweet flavor yes but it's a very yes. rare special tea that you don't find in uh you don't find anywhere but in no. Kenya yeah oh wow <laughs> Oh, I was, you know, when you told me about it, when you launched it, I was like, oh, I got to try this. I got to try this. It's really, really good. And so, but one thing I'm really curious about is the purple color of the tea. Mm-hmm. So what makes, where does this color come from? Is there something in the soils? There's something about the altitude that the, tree, yes. that the I'm, plants grow at? I'm so glad mm-hmm. you asked. So purple tea is actually... It's currently only grown in Kenya. Um, 
-hmm. Kenya has a, it's very high elevation. Kenya mountain has they have very high elevations, and I mean there are so many other countries with that high elevation, but in Kenya, the climate is because of the tropical climate and the combination of the tropical tropical climate and the high elevation. That's why purple tea can actually flourish in Kenya. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, the leaves, actually, if you look at the leaves and, and if you go on my website, you see the actual farm. The leaves start off green. Uh -huh. But then when they get exposed to so much sun, they develop uh -huh. anthocyanin. So you know how you and I, um, it's called, is it called melanin? Melanin, right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. darker in the sun. Um, yeah, these leaves actually turn purple because of that exposure to mm -hmm. to the sun. They develop anthocyanin, and anthocyanin mm -hmm. is a very powerful antioxidant. That um, oh. yeah, it's only found in purple tea, and it protects the leaves from damage. Oh. That's exactly what it is. And, and, and anthocyanin is actually the same antioxidant that you find in purple fruits and vegetables like blueberries, purple, um, is it purple cabbages, eggplants. Egg uh -huh. Eggplants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, anthocyanin is, I mean, blueberries, they call it like the super fruit. But imagine yes. in a cup of blueberries, I mean, in a cup of purple tea, you get 15 times the same anthocyanin that you would get in a cup of blueberries. So it's a lot more anthocyanin. That's what actually turns the, like, when you add lemon to the tea, you notice it turns a little bit more purple, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I know and so yeah. imagine all the health benefits that are associated with, like, purple, like, purple fruits and vegetables. I know blueberries is like the, the the first thing I learned about blueberries is it's anti-aging. Yes, and that's true. I so, heard that yeah, too. I know. <laughs> but purple tea has 15 <laughs> times the level of anthocyanin as blueberries. So it's I mean it's wow. it's amazing. Yeah. Um also the only tea that has it, you know, green tea and black tea, they have antioxidants, they have uh, polyphenols. Uh, which purple tea also has, but purple tea is the only tea that has anthocyanin. So that that's what sets it apart from other types of tea. And it's very oh. low caffeine. You know, it's very it's yeah. very low caffeine, so you can drink it anytime. Um, and the one thing I like about it is it's subtle in taste. So for me, I don't yes. really put much in my tea. Um, but if I drink black tea, it's hard for me to not put anything in it because it's so right. strong. And Strong. You know, for me, yeah. it's actually like, it doesn't really sit well with my stomach, so I need something mild. And I don't, right. wanna, I don't want to take away from the health benefit of my tea by adding a bunch of things to it, like sugar and all that. I don't exactly. want to have to do that. So I exactly. want tea that I can actually enjoy on its own. And purple tea is that. Like, it's very mild um, when it comes to the level of astringency. It's very mild and it's very mild yes. in taste, but it's powerful. It has powerful antioxidants. So yes. it's a win-win, you know? Yes. Yes. I I um I drink it often, especially when I'm having difficulty sleeping and I just kind of need to relax a little bit. And because it's so low in caffeine, mm -hmm. I'm not worried about, oh, if I drink it that I'm gonna like, you know be woken up. up or mm -hmm. stay up or anything. It's, it's really good for helping me calm down, especially like 
being a busy mom and being exhausted yeah. and being yeah. pregnant right now. <laughs> like it, it's just so nice to have something that can help me um, relax right. at the end of the day. And purple tea has been really good for that. I like to drink it just plain without mm-hmm. anything in it. Occasionally in the beginning I had, when I was first, you know, the first couple of times I tried it, I added lemon and stuff, but now I just, I, I have my little, um, What's that thing called where you put the tea leaves the inside? Infuser? And... The infuser. The infuser, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my little infuser and I, I put it in and um, then I just drink it straight. And it's so smooth. You're right. Like with black tea, but not with your black tea, though. Your your black majestic yeah. tea. Yeah. I don't need to. I can actually drink your black majestic oh, tea yeah. without any milk or anything in and, it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's whole leaf. Our black majestic, uh, our black tea is whole leaf. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the thing about black teas is that a lot of people will see like the the ones in in actual in like bags are very very the they're different grades of tea. You have the small yeah. particles, which is called dust and fannins. It's, that's the very strong one, but right. that's the lowest quality. And then you have the loose leaf, uh-huh. and then you have the whole leaf. The whole leaf is the highest Holy quality, and yes. it doesn't. It's not broken down, so it comes whole. And the when you infuse it, it, it infuses a little bit more slow slowly. Yes, and the, right. The taste is not as strong. Like the astringency, it doesn't release as much astringency as the dust and fanning that people get in tea bags. It's much lower quality. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ours is whole yes. leaf and it's high quality. Yes. It. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. And I have to correct my pronunciation. It's majesty, not majestic yes. tea. Majesty. Like it's okay. Majesty. We'll take whatever you call us. <laughs> it's like it's keep buying from us. Like we keep enjoying it. We'll take whatever you call us. <laughs> yes, yes. But yes, I, I love that. Um I I can definitely tell that it's of a higher quality. No, there's no doubt about that in comparison to what I would typically buy from the supermarket. You can it's unmistakable the difference in the in the quality and the boldness of the taste mm-hmm. and the way in which I mean I don't like I said I don't have to add anything to to the um majesty I can just drink it on its own because typically with um like if it's the typical store bought black girl tea or whatever mm-hmm. as soon as if I drink it without any milk in it I get my stomach hurts Same I get here. like the stomach pain Same here. yeah and you know, yeah. I, I think some people like that robustness in tea, and and it's fine. But yeah, some like it. It doesn't really sit well with some people. So right, at least you know that mild tea will be suitable for anyone. And you know that's right. why that's why we go for that mild, subtle, but with a with with good health benefit with great antioxidants. Exactly. And you know, our, I know you you mentioned like when when I talked about pop, like I think I forgot to mention that we have the roasted version now, and I and so far yes. I believe we're the only brand that actually have... sells roasted purple tea. And I, right. I would like to get your take on it because you you know I remember <laughs> you were like the one of the first to buy it, and I, now it's you know people are buying it more. But I, w- I wanted to get your your take on how you liked it compared to the the other version, the regular version. I mean, I, you can definitely, like, when I opened the package, when I 
put a like because I wanted to smell yeah. it. I wanted to see if I could smell. Like that's my first thing I wanted to do, and you could definitely smell that roasted yeah. um, scent in mm. it, right? And then when I tried it, I was like, wow, it kind of has like a. I want to say it's like a nutty, a little bit of like a a nutty roasted like. Mm-hmm nutty nutty roasted flavor to it kind of yeah and it's so unique i've never tasted anything like i've never had any tea that that they wrote roasted on it before never (laughs) and so this was my first encounter with it and my husband tried it as well i was like Mm -hmm. you gotta try this i'm like yeah "Yeah, this is good and he tried it he's like this is he's like it's kind of has a he had the same reaction yeah. it kind of has like a little bit of like a nutty like roastedy kind of like mm-hmm. smoky that's the word I'm yeah, looking for kind yeah. of smoky um um uh, taste to it right and again like I didn't put any I never had to add anything to it me per, that's my personal you know um yeah. feeling on it I felt like it was good on its own and it has the it's similar to the original purple tea mm-hmm. in the sense that it's also mild and it's not very high mild. in caffeine. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. Actually, so you could still because like, of the roasted, it's even lower in caffeine. So the regular purple tea has five percent caffeine. The roasted has even less because because it's it goes through uh, the because it's been roasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm really curious to know, like, did you come up with the idea to make it roasted, or was that something that the the supplier or the the farmers came up with and pre- presented that idea to you. You know, I I actually I like um so green tea has a roasted version and I always loved like roasted uh Japanese green tea that's roasted. And you know, when I did visit Kenya and I was, you know, trying the different teas, I inquired about if they could roast the tea and they, they said yes, they do have, you know, the ability to mm. pair roast. And so I, mm. I told them I'd want to try it. And, you know, I'm not, I don't even know if they sell it like vastly, but I just know that, you know, I, I, I did ask them, I was like, hey, can I try a roasted version of the purple tea? And they sent me some samples. So I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to, and I, I know, I mean, I, I don't think that I, I researched and I've never seen roasted purple tea. Um, me neither who knows never seen if, it if it's gonna become a thing but when <laughs> i told them hey i would like some roasted purple tea and i would like this amount they they gave me exactly what i wanted <laughs> that's excellent that's so smart i mean i never would have thought about that you know to to try a roasted version of the tea and i'm so glad you did yeah because... it's perfect for you know if you have a fireplace it's just like on a nice winter night, you know, just sit by the fireplace and enjoy a roasted cup of purple tea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's so smooth. And I, you know, these days I have um, in, insomnia, pregnancy insomnia, mm. and where I, where I wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and it's difficult for me to fall back asleep. So occasionally I'll make a cup of um, either the roasted Aww. or the, the, the original um, mm-hmm. purple tea. And I'll drink it. And then within, let's say, 45 minutes to an oh, hour, wow. I'll be back asleep. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it does that for you. Yeah. So it has a cognitive effect. Yeah. And that's another thing with tea. You know, it, it does. has a cognitive effect. Um, it, yeah. It has low caffeine. So it's it's not like it, it's, a, it's a tea that will knock you out. But 
it, right. it calms you down. Calms you down. It does. Um, yeah. It definitely does. It's it's really it's really um a life changer, I have to say, <laughs> in my case for sure. Um so okay, so you've so you 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 now have a a supplier that you work with. Um, but tell tell me a little bit about the logistics behind the scenes as far as shipping and 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 you know getting orders and because I think that might be something that people who are looking to get into the tea business or really any kind of business where they have to source from overseas, mm-hmm. that can be quite a challenge, right? Oh, so yeah, definitely. Tell us how that's been for you and, um, yeah, you how know, you got to the stage where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like, um, it's still a work in progress for me. It's, it's still, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that come along the way, um, especially with the shipping because you're shipping, mm-hmm. you're shipping a commercial product um, across continents. So mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a lot of paperwork involved and because, you know, my business is bootstrapped. I, I, I'm not getting funding from anywhere. So I have to try to cut costs as much as possible. Um, right. shipping is actually one of the most expensive. <laughs> Sometimes the shipping yeah. can be more costly. And, um, I, uh, initially what I would do is, you know, I would have it shipped directly to my, um, you know, to, to my, um, where I store the tea and it would, it's, it would be a lot more expensive, but sometimes I also, have it shipped to the airport and then I go to bring the tea. But there, there's a lot of paperwork involved in that because usually you will get a broker to go and claim the tea for you. Um, oh, I actually okay. had, had an, an experience once where, and this was early on when I didn't, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm learning as we go, but I had placed an order and told them, you know, there's, there, that's another thing with communication across cultures. There's sometimes there's a little bit of, um, things get lost, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I placed an order and, you know, I, I, I told my partner in Kenya, I was like, Hey, um, let me know when you're about to ship it because, you know, I was yeah. planning to go on a trip. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't hear from them for some time and I seem okay, you know, I can go on this trip and come back. Maybe they're just preparing my order. So I went to I went to Italy and I'm in mm-hmm. Italy when they tell me, oh, your tea is on the way. It's going to be in the airport in two days. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm not there. I can't go and, and I can't go get it from the customs. So, yeah, I, I mean, it took another almost two weeks for me to go claim the tea. And you know that every day you don't claim the tea, you're charged like a thousand dollars. So what? <laughs> Yes. Every day that you don't claim it, you know, you're charged money. So, I mean, I, you know, God, God was really was on my side because I went there with my sad face. I, I mean, I was so defeated when I got there. You know, I had all my paperwork. First of all, the first time I went, I didn't have the, 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 the right paperwork. So they sent me home and I had to wait. That's another day that I had to wait to go get my tea. That's another thousand dollars. So when I went the second time around, I had all the paperwork and it came to, you know, um, getting my tea released. And thankfully, you know, I, there was a woman there. I mean, I'm saying God is on my side because she was an African woman. 
And she started asking me about my business and I was telling her, look, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is, like, give her the whole spiel about the whole purpose. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just a a young lady trying to do something right. And then, you know, I don't have the money that I, that I need to claim this tea. So she actually was able to give me an exception and I don't know what she, she just wrote in the form for them to not charge me for them having to having stored the tea. So I ended up not, you know, I still had a fee, but it wasn't as much as yeah. I would have. So yeah, I mean, I just, I just had luck on my side that day, but, but that's just to show that these are like, it, it's not easy. Like there's so oh much gosh. that go into it that nobody tells you because you're expected to know. And I, you know, some of my mistakes I learned from some, I tried to, learn ahead before making the mistake but yeah it's it's definitely not an easy easy process especially for a small business doing doing everything on your own yeah right (laughs) right oh my goodness I definitely would not have known that at all that Mm -hmm. the customs charge charges that much just to store something for one you know for one day I mean Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're very thank it's goodness. cargo, and it was a lot. I mean, yeah. I had I had like many boxes of tea, and so yeah. you know they. I mean, there are other businesses that That's are true. doing this that are shipping. So yeah, little old me, they don't have space. They like they need they need me to get my stuff out of the way for them. So everything yeah. that I left it, it was it was money. Yeah, yeah, storage <laughs> space. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And um, so as far as like payment and do you ever, do you have like a, a contract in place with the supplier or is that, does it kind of, you know, do the, are the prices fixed or does, do the prices change at all depending yeah. on the year or the season? Yeah, the prices change depending on the season, depending on so many different factors, depending on the economy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, um, so basically, you know, when, when I'm ready to, when I notice that I'm kind of, you know, ready to place a new order, I reach out to them and let them know how much I want. And, you know, I always want the fresh product. So I don't, when I order, you know, I let them know I, I want it fresh. So I try to order much ahead of time to give them time to do what they need to do, like, get the tea ready. So once I tell them how much I want, they let me know how long it will take. And then I make, make the payment. I pay directly to the farm. And this is one thing that I like. There's mm-hmm. really not that third party where I feel like, okay, my money is going to the small scale farmer. So right. I'm paying the tea yeah. factory directly. And that That's was another good. thing that I had to learn how to do because I've actually never wired money. You know, I, 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 I don't transfer like, domestic transfers but i've never wired right. money internationally to like you know like for for commercial for commercial goods so i remember right. the very first time that i ever did it it actually failed and i almost freaked out because i didn't know where my money was uh but i learned oh i learned from that first experience that my funds were eventually located and now i know how to do it and so Okay. I send okay. my payment and then when my tea is ready, um, they let me know, give me the tracking, give me all the information, and then 
Yeah. When they ship the tea, when I get the tea, then I do the packaging myself. And that's something yes. that takes like a... Takes you know, I, I have to take, take some days off my regular day job. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and, you know, I get to work. I, I do the packaging. Yes. Um, so right now it's more manageable, but as you know, that the, my, my uh, sales have drastically increased over the past year. So... Now um, I, I have to find a way to scale and, you know, might have to hire people to help because it's going to be a point where I can do it all alone. Yeah. yeah. That, that's how you know a business is doing <laughs> well, guys. When you got to start hiring people, yeah. that's when you know stuff is, stuff is taking off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as insurance is, 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 is concerned, do you have to have some kind of, insurance in place with this company um when you're dealing with you know in, uh, uh, receiving shipments from them um is there anything like that involved no i mean there's there's actually no insurance and i i mean i think it, it could be because it's a small like i'm working with small-scale farmers so there, there really mm -hmm. isn't it's probably yeah. trust-based for me right because Right. A very small business, and they are also small scale farmers. So, and this is why it's very important. It was very important for me to build a relationship with them and not right. just look at it as a transactional thing. So exactly. now they know me personally. I know them personally. So it's it's very trust based. I se I send them money, and yeah. I and I know that they're gonna send me the right product. Um, but you know, as far as like, even though it's trust based, I look for certifications from them that to guarantee mm -hmm. that you know they have the fda approval uh for, of their product um it's fair trade certified they have rainforest alliance mm -hmm. certified so right. I, I, I get right. all those certificates um and also in, in 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 addition to going there to see for myself so it's all trusted right. yeah 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 <laughs> i think that's really good because when you have that um, that personal relationship with the with this with the supplier with the with the customer, you don't need to worry about those extra layers of right. of things like insurance because mm -hmm. that can get very expensive. That's an yes, additional cost definitely. as well. Yeah. So, um, and as far as the quality, have you ever had any situations where you've received the shipment and? You thought, oh, the quality could have been a little bit better. And and if if you've if you've ever had that situation, did the customer address it immediately? They were happy to to um, send you replacement or some or something else to replace what you weren't happy with. You know, the the good thing is, um, thankfully, I've never had that scenario where they sent mm -hmm. me something that I wasn't happy with because. Mm -hmm. Before they even ship, like even after I placed the order, they send me a sample of my order mm. to make sure that I'm okay with it. So from That's my pack, from my from from the um, from the fulfillment, they will get a sample and then ship it to me, and then I will try it and give them the green light to send the rest of the tea. Good. So Perfect. we avoid that, mm. and I and I appreciate that they do that because it, it's. You know, if they ship like 10 boxes of tea and I'm not happy with it, it's like, what are right. we going to do? Am I going to send it exactly. back? Send? So I, I appreciate that they do that. So I know that's, exactly what that's I'm getting right. ahead. And you know what? 
till today, I've never had a customer complain about the quality. I mean, I've had people that maybe don't like the tea, which is, you know, it's, it's expected. There, Everybody's not going to like it. But the one thing yeah. is I've never had someone complain that, oh, this was bad or this had something mm-hmm. in it. They found mm-hmm. some, some, you know, it's tea, some dust in it. Or I've never had that type of complaint. Good, good. And that's good. The reason I asked that question is because I think that's very important for pe- for people out there, depending on whether you're selling tea, coffee, handbags, whatever it is that you're selling, always get a sample of the product that you plan to, you know, of the larger order that you plan to sell in order to avoid a, a potential situation where you're sitting on all this, this, this massive order and it's not to your expectation or to the to the to the le- to the quality that you right. were yeah. anticipating and then what do you do then when you have all of this inventory and you can't sell it because it doesn't exactly. you know the quality isn't what it should be right exactly mm-hmm. yes 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 i mean i treat my customers like um you know i i'm not i don't look at it every single customer of mine matters to me and even when i when i get my tea like usually after when i'm packaging it when i get to the bottom I saw that for myself. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, even though it's still good tea, <laughs> but you don't yeah. want to, you know, you don't want to give a customer the bottom. So I drink that and I like it because it's even a little stronger. But for yeah. me, you know, my customers, I, it's very personal. This is a very personal for me because it's something that I, you know, that I started from scratch and I want everybody to be satisfied and if 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 anybody if somebody doesn't like my tea, I want it to be just because of a tasting. Like, oh, you know, I don't like Coke just because I don't like Coke, but not because this Coke tasted terrible. It wasn't, you know, I I want everybody to be satisfied with my service. So. Yes, absolutely. And I think you've done a very good job of 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 making of really prioritizing that. Um, and I think your customers, when I look at the reviews on. Amazon and on Etsy. And when I see the feedback that you get um, on the tea, I can definitely see that people feel that you genuinely care about delivering an excellent product. And that's, that's really great. Um, So as a, as a, you know, African-American woman in the tea industry, tell us a little bit about, you know, what it's like is the tea industry is there a lot of women is there a lot of men is there a lot of black women a lot of african women um and as far as mentorship is you know have you been able to how did how does mentorship or networking work in this in this world in this industry yeah um you know, that's a really good question. And <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel like I am a small fish in a sea because, I mean, let's be honest. First of all, majority of American adults drink coffee. So tea in itself is, is already like, mm-hmm. especially here in America, I'm already in a, you know, trying to tap into a market that's saturated by a, by uh, consumers that want a slightly different product. Thankfully, there are more and more tea drinkers. But I think a lot of people are still, um, you know, they, they're more comfortable with the well-known brands, mm. well-known tea brands. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it was, I mean, it was, and, and, then, and then you bring in African tea, like, 
you go into a store, mm. how many African label teas do you see? You know, it's mm. like you, you would you mm. are more likely gonna you you're gonna find like the the usual. You're gonna find like Japanese tea or yeah, I mean even though here in America you find a lot of like I go to the stores and I find a lot of Japanese tea, but I don't see a lot of African labeled or African mm-hmm. branded tea. Um, right. And yeah, it's still it's it's still a tough industry to 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 crack. I mm-hmm. I, I struggle. I'm, I mean, I've tried to kind of I've tried to get into um, bigger stores and and I've seen pushback. So I've mm. just really concentrated on you know just building my brand on my own, selling on my website and 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 you know on, on places like Amazon and Etsy. And I know one day these big companies are going to call me and want to carry my product but right now I'm not they chasing will. I'm not chasing anybody right. anymore I'm just doing my thing and I'm and I'm celebrating my small wins I'm just focusing on my purpose and what sets mm-hmm. me apart and 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 you know just keeping my customers happy thankfully I have I have um I have very loyal customers now that you know they come back and I I just focus on that rather than just becoming so big I know that one right. day, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. But right now, I'm just, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just going with the flow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, have you received any, um, maybe spoken with any veterans in the industry that have given you any advice or or people who have, uh, or even people who have uh, tried to discourage you and say, you know, um, you're wasting your time, you know, um, it's, it's not, it's, 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 it's too difficult to crack in, in this industry. Uh, how have you dealt with that side of it? And then also have you had like, you know, people who have actually mentors or older veterans, people who have really supported you and encouraged you? So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely, I don't really have mentors in the industry. I don't have mentors mm-hmm. in the industry. So I would say that I have participated in like some network, but it's usually mm-hmm. like networks around like women-owned business, but mm-hmm. I haven't been able to find strong mentorship or guidance in the tea community. So mm-hmm. um, I just kind of take it upon myself to learn on my own and, mm-hmm. and just do... Um, just do my own thing. Yeah. As far as like the support. So when you, when you ask if I've gotten like people discouraged, pushed back. <laughs> well, it's funny because <laughs> when I, when I wanted to, when I was starting the business, was, I remember like telling my dad <laughs> about it. Yeah. And it, and it was like tea, like why tea? Why not? You know, he was actually st- trying to stem me into something else that would mm. be more profitable. Mm-hmm. But, um, and you know, when he wasn't, it wasn't like he was doing it to like discourage me, but it was more like, okay, I, you know, you can do something better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to put it. It was, yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's not going to be that profitable. Why don't you try something else? Like, hmm. I remember him mm-hmm. talking about like me going into like poetry, but you know, I was like, that's not really it's not it's not so much about the profit it's also about the impact for me and and so I I opted to stick to you know 
stay on the tea path. But yeah, I, I don't think everybody that I told about it believed that it was going to succeed. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, thankfully, I just did not focus on that. I also had people that were supportive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my sisters were supportive. My, I had friends like you. You were one of the first people that I actually told about <laughs> this. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you know that. But <laughs> yes, I, I, yes. You know, it's, the thing is, I'm, not, I'm already like, you know, not, mm -hmm. I don't have a, a big network. I kind of keep to myself. So yeah. Yeah, I, I probably can do a better job in seeking out mentors. I, I, I you know, I, I don't spend so much time trying to like. I, I like relationships to be organic, so I wouldn't yes. go reaching yes. out to people. Hey, can you mentor me? But if I do come across someone that I feel like could be a good person to kind of, you know, build yes. a relationship with, I will make the effort to build it. I just haven't had that opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. You know, like the fr I, I have a, a small group of friends that have been very supportive and, you know, like close family that have, have supported me throughout my journey. And, you know, I will, I will forever be grateful for that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean in terms of, uh, cause you and I have had these conversations about mentor because in wall street, that's a big thing, right? Like, Oh, find a mentor, get a find mentor. A mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Put, put put time on my calendar. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. Like, you know, it's like, I just, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I know how to face rejection, but, you know, I don't, also don't want to give somebody power to think that, oh, you know, you need me. So this is what you have to do. For me, if somebody came right. to me seeking my mentorship or guidance, I would be glad to share with them what, what I can to help them succeed. Right. And I, I hope that I, I would find people like that and not people that, you know, don't want to be supportive or just kind yeah. of want to They could get... be secretly hating on yes. you, you know? Yes. They could be secretly jealous somehow yes. and even very... Yeah, I know it, there's a danger in that, especially if maybe the person is not very open minded, like maybe you're thinking about, especially like in the social media space and kind of doing more creative things like TikTok is, you know, has become very big mm -hmm. now. That's where a lot of people are promoting things. And mm -hmm. if you're getting advice from someone who maybe has a little bit of a, you know, a, an old school mentality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or chip or some, on their shoulder. <laughs> yeah, chip on their shoulder or just is very intimidated by mm -hmm. all this new stuff going on. Mm -hmm. They may not be as, you know, supportive or as or as yeah. helpful to mm -hmm. you in that way. And in some ways it is good to just go at it alone and figure it out on your own. And like you said, you can organically um stumble upon people mm -hmm. who will you know, you'll just be able to tell just like how we met, you know, yeah. you'll be able to tell from the interaction that this person is genuine mm -hmm. and this person, you know, is open and friendly and nice. Yes. And this person is, is just, you know, seems to really uh, be very genuinely supportive of yeah. me. And I think I would like to be, a, you know, talk more with this person yeah. and this person could maybe give me some tips, advice, whatever. Right. And yeah, it's not something that you can necessarily always plan and say, Oh, exactly. I'm out here hunting for a mentor or whatever. Sometimes it's just, 
it it's just going to happen. It'll yeah. happen on its, on its own. Yeah. And I like what you said, though, about, you know, mentor, because I think sometimes we get into our heads that mentor needs to be this for, this sort of formal, like, kind of like this this older person or this or this person who's a who's more senior in a certain mm-hmm. industry or whatever who's like teaching you or whatever mm-hmm. Me- I think mentorship can be broadened to also include like you just mentioned your sisters you know yeah that they have been they've I've, they've they're in some of your Instagram videos as yes. well <laughs> I mean and pictures wearing rocking the chicksadic oh, yeah, uh, yes, yeah and everything you know it, I think it can be expanded to include family and friends that love you and that support you and exactly. that want to see you do well. That can also be mentorship oh, yeah, in a sense definitely. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always, yeah. So whenever, like, I always seek out my sister, like, if, even before I launch a tea, I send them samples, get their feedback. There are times when I get, like, really frustrated and, you know, like, I've, I mean, I know that I've, even you, I've, I've, you're yes. a friend, but I've also like, you know, reached out to you about some frustrations along the way. Yes. And yes. so, you know, Definitely. It, 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 and it's a two way street because my sisters also, even though they're in different fields, like they, they come to me for guidance and, and I'm happy to share what I can. So it's, you know, it's like, it's, we bounce ideas off, off of each other so that it's not always like the, the load is not on just one person to provide um guidance to the exactly. other yeah exactly and sometimes it is good to get that get diverse opinions people mm-hmm. who are in different industries people who have different perspectives and different right. experiences in life that can give you know advice or give uh, opinions and you can kind of put all put it all together in your head and mm-hmm. filter it and kind of take what makes sense and apply it to mm-hmm. your business or to your life yeah right. and so I think that's really, really good. Um, so your your business, as you mentioned, has had a gradual, but at this point now it's grown exponentially. It's it's <laughs> taken off. It's doing quite well from what I've seen on, um, as I said, on Amazon, Etsy, and even just um, you've told me about some exhibitions yeah. that you've taken yeah. part in as well. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about that. So the exhibitions, I believe they're in New York, in Manhattan, yeah. in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I think last year I participated in a tea, coffee and tea festival. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was invited, like the organizers reached out to me because they heard about my purple tea and, and they... Um, you know, they asked if I would be willing to kind of do uh, a seminar on purple tea for a oh, discounted yes, fee that. because I initially yeah. wasn't going to gonna participate. It was a, it's a very expensive exhibit. And, and to me, I was just thinking, I, I don't have the money to spend on this and I don't even know if I'm going to make any sales, you know. But when they reached out to me and they're like, we understand you're a small business, like, you know, we'll um, work with you. I, 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 I definitely took them upon it and, and I did it. I gave a seminar and it was during that exhibit that I, I sampled my tea. I gave free samples and I got so much great feedback from people that tried mm-hmm. it. And I think that was actually kind of like the start of, you know, my business growing because you know I launched 
right before the pandemic. And my first year struggled. I mean, I was at a loss. Let me tell you, when I filed taxes, yeah. my, my tax accountant told me, you know, if you keep on having a loss, you might want to rethink this business. Okay, you were asking me, the people were trying to discourage me. My tax accountant <laughs> did. I forgot to tell you that because when they saw all the expenses and no profit, they were like, look, I mean, the first year is okay. The second year is okay. The third year, we might, we might need to rethink this business. So, yes, right. the first two years that I filed taxes, I was at a loss. And they, they definitely told me. So I was like, just, just, that's why I was trying to not spend so much money on, you know, without seeing any profit. And thankfully, yeah. last year, you know, that exhibit, I definitely sold a lot of tea because I had, I had a lot of people that, that tried it and loved it and, and just purchased it on site. And so, mm. and then some of them returned, you know, they had my website, so they would come back and, and buy more on the website or people started finding me through Amazon and Etsy. So that, that was great. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like those exhibits were very helpful in getting, in getting me exposure and, and giving me yeah. the opportunity to, to actually sample my tea live. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No, I, re I remember those days. <laughs> I remember when we would talk, especially during the pandemic. I remember that you were like, oh, things are not going good. Yeah, <laughs> I was I like, know, oh, I'm no. Like, oh, <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh, man, I'm not making any yeah. sense. I mean, I would go like a month without one sale. Yeah. And now I get yeah. sales every day. Every single every day. day. Yes. Every day. So I'm, I'm but so you see, th this is... I love your story, uh, Chi, because I think women out there and men, some <laughs> men listen to my podcast too. So I gotta be, I gotta be inclusive yes. here. Um, this is what it means to start a business. Okay. Um, you have to, it's not like you're going to just hit the ground running and everything is going to just take off and you're going to be making all these sales and all this money. Mm -hmm. You're going to, have periods, especially at the beginning, where things are going to be kind of slow. Things are, you know, you're going to be kind of rethinking what What did I get myself mm -hmm. into? Have I just wasted thousands of dollars? Uh, what am I doing? You know, but I think it's you. You know, the belief in what you're doing, the love of for what you're doing, the passion that you have for what you're doing, will keep you motivated and yes. keep you focused. And I think you being, you, you know, the location that you're in being in New York City, I think that that's also really good as yeah. well, because it gives you that exposure, perhaps. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Um, that, yeah, the exposure that could, you know, you have a lot. It's a very, very large city. And very diverse. Um, Mm -hmm. diverse city mm -hmm. open-minded a lot of open-minded people in mm -hmm. new york city people who are open to trying new things and um i think all of that you know now the pandemic is over people yeah. are now you know coming back out and people are like people are you know outside. they want to <laughs> people want to embrace life yes. exactly people want to try you know and people have a new outlook on life and, and mm -hmm. everything and so yeah, I'm really, really glad to hear that. Um, so what is your, what's the most popular tea that sells, what, what, what's the tea that sells the most 
oh. on um, your website or on, on your other platforms, Amazon and Etsy? The purple tea, the purple tea. I mean, that's the original, <laughs> that's the first, you know, you got that first, yeah. first mover advantage there. I'm, I'm not sure if that is <laughs> because it's the first or because it's different or... And I love all my teas, you know, I, 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 I don't want to say, oh, this is my favorite because I love them all equally. But yeah, the purple tea is definitely the most popular and um, probably, you know, it, it's different. Like I have black tea, even though my black tea is different from your average black tea. Um, I think purple tea is something that most people have never heard about. So I think right. they automatically are drawn to it. Um, and then also, yes. I think also the, the um, I mean, if you Google purple tea, there's just so many good things about it. And I, I think mm -hmm. people, people are just drawn to that. You know, there's like the, the health benefits associated with it, the high levels of antioxidants, you know. I, I mm -hmm. think we're in a time where people just want to stay ahead of, of of their of their of their well-being and you know don't wait for something to go wrong then have to go take medicine i i hate taking True. medicine i just I, i'm very very health conscious so i always try to you know eat well drink well so that i don't get sick <laughs> and, right yeah <laughs> yes yes yeah exactly i mean i have i have really enjoyed trying all of your teas and I'm always, you know, waiting for What's an update on. And I should ask. <laughs> I can't say my Ooh. favorite, but you can because you're a customer. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, that's tough. I definitely, hmm. I really like the new roasted purple tea. That's yeah. my, I would say, I would say before the roasted purple tea came out, I think the purple tea was definitely my number one. Mm -hmm. The number two would have been... Beauty, beauty, golden beauty, beauty. golden beauty, oh, golden beauty. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Golden beauty. That's the black tea with the cinnamon yes. um, flavor. Then I think third would have been. I it's it's hard. I, I almost feel like they're kind of neck and neck, mm -hmm. like they're equally. The like, black majesty. The black mm -hmm. uh, majesty. Yeah, right, majesty. But I think I, I think the I, I think what I the golden beauty what I what I like a little bit more is just the fact that it has the cinnamon yeah, in it. Yeah. The, the cinnamon flavor. I, mm -hmm. That just adds an extra layer of wow to that tea. Um, but definitely purple tea is my, is, is also my, my yeah. favorite, my number I one. Think but the roasted, the roasted one for me right now is definitely first place. Good, yeah. I like that. Um, and yeah. you know what, the, the, with the Black Majesty, it's like the original for us is like, the original that you can drink with nothing, but then you're also, it gives you the flexibility of adding. Sometimes I add like ginger and lemon to it. So it's, if, if you, if you're the type of person that like to get a different flavor every day with like, you know, the, the golden beauties, the black and cinnamon. And so that's all, that's what you're always going to get unless you start adding different things to it. With the black majesty, it's just the original, you know, very mild flavor, black tea. You can drink it with yeah. milk or you can add honey to it or you can add lemon. You can just kind of play with it to figure out what you like. So that's, that's one thing yeah. if you want to explore with your, your, um, your flavor profile. The Black Majesty is good too. It's a good one to start yes. with. Yeah. Yes. I think so too. 
I mean, I'm just so proud of how far you've come. Um, it went from a business <laughs> plan that I saw in my inbox to now. <laughs> and you know, becoming we're going this... places. It's going to be, it's, yeah. it's, you know, there's, the sky is the limit for us. So I, yes. I'm excited yes. for, you know, what what's coming in the future. I mean, I don't think that I've, done half of what I see for Chexotic. So, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're growing, you know, we're growing and, um, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Yes. What, what are you thinking? What are you, have you started brainstorming about some next steps about what you'd like to do as far as taking it even, I mean, it, it's come a long way. Like mm -hmm. you said, you're getting orders every day yeah. now, which is amazing. But like, as far as what your vision is, as for like 2023, let's say, mm. like, uh, where do you, what, what do you think your next steps would like to, you would like your next steps to be or where you would like to take things next? So, you know, I think with this year now, I'm just more or less focused on making sure that I don't let the growth mm -hmm. affect me negatively. So, mm -hmm. I have been doing this on my own and now that it's growing, I think I'm more focused on just having more control over it by, you know, mm -hmm. do I need to get someone to help me do certain things? Mm -hmm. So once, it, and obviously if I get some help, I would have to hire and train them, make sure that, you know, like, um, they'll, they'll work ethics, is it etiquette? Yeah. They have the right, what, yeah. Work work ethic yeah, yeah it's it's aligned with mine so that i think that was right. my focus to make sure that i have the resources that i need to keep my business mm -hmm. successful um mm -hmm. as far as like long term i definitely want to scale i want i want to i want to bring my tea i mean you know it's it's growing mainly in the u.s but now that i'm actually seeing that there are I'm getting international international um, sales, so I see that people actually like my tea. People outside of the U.S. like the tea. At first, it was just you <laughs> that was, <laughs> but now you know I've, I I've gotten orders from from South Africa. I've got orders. I get yeah. orders from the U.K. I get orders from wow. all over from Portugal. Yeah. I've got orders from many different countries. And so wow. I'm trying to think of a way to make it easier for them to access my tea, you know, because mm -hmm. it does, you know, they, they do have to pay quite a bit to get, to get right. the product shipped from here to them. So I'm trying to find right. a way to expand and make it more, make exotic global. Even Nigeria, I've got yeah. interest in, uh, from, from people in Nigeria, like bring, for me to bring my tea there. And it's it's not easy, yeah. to, you know. I I have to yeah. I have to find out the best way to do it, and also mm -hmm. hopefully I'll have some get some people in my corner that will that will help me drive that because you know I feel like with exotic success, like obviously the more I grow, the more I can keep buying tea from these small scale mm -hmm. farmers, and the more that I can support mm -hmm. them and give them financial stability. So. Right. So yeah, you know, I will feel very fulfilled then if I continue to grow. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Do they have anything? I don't remember um, when I was in New York. Do they have anything like with like 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 a tea bar? I know they have cafes, of course, for coffee. But have you heard of or seen anything like a tea bar in, in know, the city? I've not. I, I think they may have some tea cafes. I'm not sure. Which you know, tea well, cafes? I that idea. Tea bar. <laughs> tea cafe. <laughs> No, tea bar. I mean, there could be a tea bar where you mix tea with alcohol. Like, to be honest with you, it's like cocktail, cocktail tea bars. Yeah, right. And I actually, like, I had the, you know, when, when I was thinking about Spanish Exotic, my initial idea was to open a tea cafe, not to make it online based. Um, yeah. But I would have needed a lot more funds for it. And I'm actually glad yeah. in a sense that I didn't, because if I did that, the pandemic would have wiped me out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. But yes. you know what? It's something that I would definitely be open to if I have, if it's meant to be, if I get to a point where I can actually afford to do that, I would, I would love to. Yeah. Um, to have a tea cafe and you know I have all these ideas about different blends that I can I can yeah. create and you know just make it something more yeah. fun but exactly. yeah, well, we're, yeah. I, we're open to you know I'm open to different suggestions and trying different things um at the right time yeah <laughs> yeah no that's excellent I mean I think you have a very um good vision for where you're trying to go for this year, for the future, um, as far as expansion is concerned, in terms of making your product more accessible to people who are overseas, mm -hmm. more affordable in terms of shipping, etc. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what probably, I mean, this is just my guess based on what I know about your business, um, the story, and I'm going to make sure to include the link to Chicksotic's website in the description for the podcast, the story that you have on the website about, you know, how it started and the pictures and everything that you have there, it really kind of brings the customer into the experience. Mm -hmm. So it's not just buying a, a product, it's actually buying into the experience, yes. buying into the vision and the dream mm -hmm. that you have um, in terms of trying to support African women, African businesses, local businesses. Right. And um, I think that in today's world, with everything being so mass produced, there's so many layers or so many layers that separate the end customer from the, yes. you know, the farmer or the exactly. person who is picking the tea leaves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's nice to exactly. It's nice to see that your business is solely focused on making staying committed to your original mission yeah and um that i think is the most inspirational thing about your business that i think okay. a lot of people appreciate i'm sure the people who patronize your business in addition to the tea being yes. excellent and tasting <laughs> great it's also the the the, the larger story and narrative mm -hmm. behind why you started this business and why you've remains steadfast in it despite mm -hmm. setbacks and things that you experienced in the beginning that let's be honest most people would have given up mm -hmm. <laughs> most people would have said this pandemic oh hell no I'm done I'm shutting everything down yes. you know what I mean yeah like let me tell you I started giving up. away my teas during the pandemic because I you know I didn't want to like leave I didn't want the tea 
even though tea does not expire, like don't want my tea inventory just sitting there. So I like donated the tea. I was like, you know, people are people yeah. are not buying it. Might as well give it away. Um, and then you yeah. know, the, the, I, you know, like my last order, I actually ran out. I ran out. Like I, my tea. Yes, I remember. I didn't expect the, yeah. the growth last year, and you know, by the time I w- completed an order, I had already. I was out of stock of my tea. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you told me that, and you know, that was music to my ears. I know you were like panicking, but I was like, that is music to my ears. I was like, girl, you better put up that out of stock on Amazon. There is nothing that says success like being out of stock. I was upset, but you know, you have a good point. I was like, well, I was like, you know, you're popping when your stuff is out of stock, girl. And and you know, and I was I was about it because I was like, oh man, by the time I get back in stock, I mean, these people are not gonna care because they would have found other people. You know, you want to hold on to your customers. And girl, the same day that I came back in stock, I had orders. I was like, okay, somebody was waiting for me to come back in stock. That's good. They were waiting. They were waiting. I I know from personal experience, if there's a particular brand or or product that I want, if it's out of stock, and if I'm that, you know, if I'm if if and and if I've I've ordered from them before, we have a long-standing relationship. I'm just gonna wait until they come back. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not gonna risk trying someone else's uh tea i don't know i don't know that the, right. those people i don't know if it's gonna be good it's probably not gonna be good anyway <laughs> so i'm just gonna wait until i get what i know what i know is gonna be good you know it's gonna be yeah. worth my money exactly you know? so yeah honestly i was so i was like oh yes 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 no, that that's I'm so so happy for you, girl. Thank this you. is like, this is what I always dreamed for you when you started, and you know, it's such an inspirational story. I'm really hoping that anyone out there that's thinking about starting um, the business of their own, I'm really hoping that um, Chi's story will serve as an, an inspiration to you. Yes. Um, Chi, is there any? Um, advice that you would like to give to um, other people out there that are thinking about it, yeah. contemplating, too scared, not sure. What would you like to say to them? Um, I would say, you know, just start from somewhere. You don't, you don't have to see the full picture to start. You know, um, I mean, as much as prepare as much as you can, but. Don't wait, just just do it, and you will learn as you go. You know, for me, I didn't have any experience in business. I, I didn't know anybody that had started a business, so I I did my own research, and then I just um I just started, and and when you start, is that's actually when you're gonna learn, mm-hmm. learn as you go, and there's always gonna be obstacles, but. Always don't forget to celebrate the small wins. That's what's going to carry you through. Yeah. And lastly, just, you know, focus on the purpose. Um, I think that's something that really helped me out during, you know, especially when I was, 
when I had those bouts of uh, times when I, I felt like, you know, disappointed, frustrated, and stressed, um, I always remember that I, you know, I know where I, I'm making an, I'm making a positive impact on someone's life with this business. And even if all else fails, I know that I made however small impact it is that I made. So just, just always keep that in mind and yeah, just, just, just keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop. Yes. Just keep going. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I think um, surrounding yourself with positive people, people mm -hmm. who are encouraging you. Don't, 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 you know, don't be around people who are trying to discourage you or tell you you're wasting your time or, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, yeah. Don't listen surround to yourself empty with noises. people. Who... Don't listen to the noise. No. Just focus on the goal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent. Um, so we mentioned that your tea is on Amazon. I'll, I'll be putting the link to that in the description mm -hmm. for the episode Etsy as well. Is there anywhere else outside of those two online platforms and also your, your website, website. people can order directly yes. from your website, which I will also link. Um, is there anywhere else that people can buy or have access to your tea outside of those three no, uh, those, websites? Currently, those are the three main platforms that I sell. So yeah, my website, mm -hmm. chicksotic.com. Um, and, you know, we're on Instagram. So if my the link to my um, to my website, as well as Amazon store and Etsy store are also on on my Instagram. But yeah, that's that's really, those are the three main platforms that we are on right now. Excellent. And if people want to connect directly with you, like if anyone wants to ask you any questions directly, what's the best way for them to do that? Should they do that on Instagram or through email or what's the yeah, way, best Instagram way? Is, Instagram is is the quickest, uh, but I do realize some people may not be on mm -hmm. Instagram, so they can always reach out to us via email, info at chicksotic.com, which I can, I can send to you so that you can include in your podcast. Yes, I'll include yeah. that. Yeah, I'll include that in the show notes as well. So, um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out, if you want to get in touch with uh, Chi, ask her questions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yes, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be more than happy to share with you. So with that, I would like to thank you so, so much, Chi, today. Thank you. Sitting down you know, it's always a me. pleasure. It doesn't even feel like, um, I mean, this is what you and I do on a regular basis. Anyway. Yeah. So it's just like. <laughs> yeah. It's always a pleasure. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You and, you and I can talk for hours <laughs> and hours and hours. Um, but yeah, it's been such a pleasure. I'm so happy that we could share this information with mm -hmm. listeners out there. Your story is definitely one that needs to be heard, needs to be told, needs to be shared. Um, a huge inspiration and motivation to women out there, including to myself mm -hmm. as well, being a, being a, a small business owner yes. myself, <laughs> I do have to say that this has watching your growth and watching you succeed has also given me hope as well. When I've seen a, you know, a dips in my <laughs> business here and there, you know, to not get discouraged, to keep going, to stay focused and remember why I 
started doing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yes. And um, no matter what industry you're in, um, you know, if you have a dream, follow it. Yes. Um, the way that the economy is, the way that businesses are <sighs> these days, nothing is guaranteed. It's <laughs> guaranteed. Yes. Yes. Nothing. There was a bank that shall remain anonymous that had a massive oh layoff. My this yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had a massive just two days ago. Layoff this week. Yes. yes. <laughs> Nothing is guaranteed. And, uh, you gotta make sure that you're good. Yeah, you gotta the, make sure. Don't rely on exactly. the bank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's because you know, you hear a lot of times people say, Oh, you know, they lose their job and they get so depressed and they, you know, because their whole lives were wrapped up in this one job, right? They didn't have anything else that was driving you them. You gotta diversify. Yes. Exactly. And that's why it's so important. Um, follow your passion, follow your dreams. And um and no yeah. dream is too small or too big. That's what I say. That's no, right. No dream is too small or too big. You just got to start That's somewhere. Right. You just never know where it will go. I hope that, you, you know, know, the next time we talk about Chexotic, it will be much bigger. And then some of the things that I'm saying that I, you know, that I, I have in the pipeline, I'm, I'm going to be telling you how it's going at that time. <laughs> Um, but yes. yeah, you know, oh. thank you so much for the, for giving me the platform Welcome. to talk about my, um, to talk about my tea brand and I, I hope to have this conversation again with you in the future. Yes. Likewise. Oh, it's gonna, <laughs> the next time we talk, Chicksada's going to be big. Yes. It's going to be, real, it's, it's even, I mean, it's already big, but it's going to be even bigger. bigger. Yes. Bigger and better. Yes, it will. <laughs> bigger and better. So oh, yes. Thank you so much, Chi. And um, yes, to all my listeners, I will, as I said, I'll provide Chi's um, contact information, websites where you can purchase her tea, buy all, all four, yes. there's four. So there's purple tea, roasted, um, um, uh, golden beauty, and black mag- majesty. And if you majesty. buy all four, we'll throw right. in a free, a free infuser. In your order. Wow. Yes. There you go. While there supplies you go. last. Yeah. While supplies. <laughs> While supplies so get last. Get your order soon. <laughs> Before change. First come, first come, first serve. <laughs> so yes. don't sleep. Don't sleep. So, all right then. Thank you so much, Chi. Thank We're going to definitely you. be talking Thank you, again Anna. soon. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Chinunso Okehi the founder and CEO of Chixotic Tea. I will include all of the information on where you can order her tea in the show notes for this episode. I strongly encourage you to try her delicious teas and I promise you will definitely not be disappointed. And you will be glad to know that your money is going towards a very noble and worthy mission. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get in contact with me, you can do so on Instagram at Candles and Shadows or by email candlesandshadowspodcast at gmail.com. All this information will, of course, be included in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode. Take care. Bye.